Welcome to the first edition of The Primal Show. I'm your co-host, Derek Lytle. Mike, you want to intro yourself? And I'm your, yeah, I'm your co-host, Michael McKnight. We are very appreciative for you joining us for this first episode for us to talk all things primal. <laughs> yeah, so basically what we want to do with this show then is just talk about food, nutrition, and whatever. And like, I'm a filmmaker and a runner, and Mike is a pretty accomplished ultra runner. And um, yeah, we just want to chat about things that are interesting to us. Yeah, basically every day, Derek and I message each other back and forth through text, through Instagram, and talking about primal related things, talking about Pop Tarts, Oreos, non primal related things. <laughs> we decided, hey, we might as well just start a podcast and make it official. <laughs> Pretty much. And for the record, we're not eating those Pop Tarts every day, but uh, this oh, is no. interesting how many dietitians are recommending Pop Tarts as like a healthy source of nutrition. like pre-run post-run and just in general life it's pretty insane yeah know at least two of them that's for sure <laughs> it's too too many in my opinion and, uh, but... yeah and hopefully this the flow of this goes well Derek and I have never co-hosted uh anything together before so it might take a couple episodes for us to figure some stuff out but our hope and wish is that we provide some valuable information to everybody about a uh a primal diet, a primal lifestyle. I don't, I don't know exactly the term to re reference here, but um, yeah, we have a few things that we want to share with everybody. Yeah, I think mainly what we want to do is just talk about what we find interesting because, like, we both run um, distance stuff. Anyways, I'm running a 50k this weekend. You just had some big AZT stuff on the Arizona Trail, and so it's more of just like what we've learned and researched along the way, and almost kind of like an outlet too, because it's like a lot of people don't talk about this or they get really like it's just stuck in some sort of bubble of nutrition and like how to live. And there's so much more to it. And I think as an athlete, you get a lot more um, like in tune with your body per se. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nutrition seems to be a very uh, <clears throat> taboo type subject. Um, people that do talk about it tend to only talk about the mainstream view of nutrition. So carb load, um, carb load on pop tarts and oreos and i don't want to make it sound like we're singling out specific foods but um there's been a lot of posts about this recently so i guess that's what's on our mind <laughs> but yeah there's um a lot of people are not really talking about the primal side of nutrition and also the people who try to talk about it i think might get a little bit afraid to um because i don't know maybe they don't want to get canceled <laughs> It feels like if you ever talk about um, anything that's not mainstream these days that you know, run a risk of getting canceled. So um, Derek and I just want to be kind of a leader in that trend and and start talking about things that are um, beneficial to us and things that we've seen benefit other people as well. And hopefully we'll benefit a few people that haven't tried a, a primal style of, of nutrition. Yeah, speaking of that, it's interesting because like growing up, I had like a fair amount of like just like stomach issues and whatever and like the doctor's like well just eat more of this eat more of that like just eat more like junk essentially whatever like the food pyramid was at the time and like i never felt any better so at a certain point in my life i'm like why am i listening to these like so-called experts on nutrition so i just feel like garbage all the time so i started experimenting with things and i don't know about you but my like my way of eating has definitely evolved over time and it, it's interesting because you learn new data and you learn new things. And it's, I think it's really important not to pigeonhole yourself and like, oh, I'm a vegan or all I do is eat meat. It's like your your body changes and like society changes and you should kind of evolve with that, especially as you learn new data. Because if you're kind of still doing the same thing you did 10, 20 years ago, you're not really learning or growing in my opinion. Oh, for sure. 
Like I, I, I think Jeff Browning, I don't know if he's ever said this to you before, but um, for those of you who don't know Jeff Browning, he's an ultra marathon runner who's, uh, what is he, 52 right now, 53? He's like 51, maybe just 51. 50. Okay. Yeah. I don't know for sure. Check he's in his fifties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's in his fifties and he's still like winning races. He won hard rock a couple of years ago. He typically takes top 10 at Western States and he follows a more primal style of eating. But, um, he told me a few months ago, can't remember what we were talking about, but he said that he is a flexitarian, um, is the way that he put it. And I've never heard that term before. But basically, like, you know, he eats this way right now, which is typically like a keto slash carnivore slash paleo style of eating. But if he sees new data come um, that he like trusts and believes in, then he doesn't have any issues shifting to uh, something different. And like even with myself, I, I've been doing this style of eating for um, coming on six years now. But like the past few months, I've transitioned from like eating a lot of meat and a lot of green vegetables. And I've shifted that to basically not eating any vegetables and eating a lot of meat and a lot of fruit now. And so like, even within my style of eating, I've, I've shifted a little bit lately too. And I mean, just like you said, there's things that change and our bodies evolve and we have to be open to evolving with that and not being so stuck on making a statement or stuck on like, you know, this is how I eat. This is me. This is my identity. And I'm not changing no matter what the data shows. Yeah, exactly. Cause like, I remember like when I started like looking more into nutrition and doing my own research, I was like, okay, like paleo seems like the right way to eat. Like well, so-called like paleo anyways. Right. Cause everyone has a different idea of what paleo is. And like, I started seeing like a <laughs> yeah. lot of nuts and all these things. And then I realized like, man, like, even though like they taste good, I have nothing against them. Like I love like cashews and like macadamia nuts and all these other things, but it's like, they just weren't sitting that well with me. So I'm like, okay, like maybe I should cut these out and cut these out and add in other things and try different foods. And I think we essentially kind of eat the same way now, as far as like, I eat a lot of meat, like eggs, cheese, uh, like raw dairy when I can, or just try to eat the best dairy I can. Like obviously raw dairy can be hard to find unless you live in a farm town or something. Um, luckily, <laughs> luckily in Arizona, they're at Sprouts, kind of like a, like a local um, Whole Foods kind of, I guess. Um, there is a like a raw milk there, but it is kind of pricey. So it's, oh wow, yeah, it's it's way more expensive than it should be, but it's like the only place to get it. But you can definitely tell the difference. What's but pricey? I'll, it's eight bucks for a half gallon. Half gallon? Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's oh. insane. Because like when I'm in Southern Utah um, at Finney Farms, you can get a whole gallon for like eleven dollars, or if you go right to their source, it's like eight dollars for the entire gallon. And, or if you travel north to Cash Valley, it's a uh, seven fifty a gallon. <laughs> so insane! I'm jealous. My sister lives up near there, and she's like, "Oh, milk is this much here." I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, I'm so jealous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I don't want to move there for the milk or anything, but but yeah. <laughs> uh, but well, it's like, funny you say uh, that because I was thinking. I was just say I was thinking like it'd be funny if you and I like if you moved here or I moved to Tucson and we like legit like had like a like a Joe Rogan style studio where we come in, we do this podcast, we eat a different kind of meat every single time. <laughs> like give, it, give a little bit of it. I know. Right. Just talk and eat meat. <laughs> yeah. That'd be the best podcast ever. Just have it going in the Traeger overnight before and then bam, it's ready to go. Yeah. But unfortunately amazing. I don't want to live in hot. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to live up in the freezing Arctic where you are. So I guess we'll, uh, we'll do it remotely yeah. for now. <laughs> We'll have to settle with this. <laughs> yeah, I guess, speaking of meat, then I guess of how we changed our diets over time. Like 
we really wanted to just like focus on liver today because I've been a fan of it for a long time. Just because I started doing research, I realized that like liver is like the highest form or it's like basically a multivitamin from nature. A lot of people say eggs are, but liver is as well. And um, you also started implementing a lot of more liver in your diet recently, right? Yeah. Yeah. When you first told me about it, I thought it looked absolutely disgusting. <laughs> like most people, <laughs> I, I specifically. I wouldn't say it was the liver that that stood stood out to me for like looking just nasty, but I I remember you texting me a picture of this pot of water that had a huge tongue in it, and that looked (laughs) so disgusting. You haven't gotten me on the tongue train yet, but yeah, I'm on the liver train right now. (laughs) I don't remember where I got the tongue from. It was uh, like Force of Nature meats or something. One of those like you like basically bulk order meat online. They had organs and they had the tongue in there, and it was a bison tongue. And I was like, I'll try it. Like it's relatively cheap. And then it did look disgusting. It was kind of weird to prepare. But then once I actually ate it, I was I was a big fan. Like this is another order. really yeah, it's really good. Like I don't I don't know are if you, I can are eat you it like. I <laughs> say, are you pulling a Liver King right now and like pretending <laughs> that you really love it? <laughs> no, it's it's super good. And then I just take a bunch of peptides after. It cost me twelve thousand dollars a month, but it's worth it. As you can tell, I'm super jacked and just. That's... uh <laughs> Hey, I saw a picture of you with your shirt off recently. You have some nice uh, definition in those pecs of yours. <laughs> it's from the liver, dude. It's a straight up liver. It's from and the a little, liver. <laughs> a little bit of gym work and then uh, running, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's a secret to life, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, no, yeah, dude. I Yeah, I've been going crazy on liver lately. Like, um, I can't remember what made... Oh, so what it was was um, Arizona Trail. Um, what are we back? It's December 6th, so... Yeah, almost a month and a half ago or so is when I stopped the Arizona Trail. And on my way home, um, stopped in Flagstaff and met Jeff Browning and his wife for lunch. And um, the we were talking about the Arizona Trail, and I mentioned how my eyesight was all jacked up. Um, I, I wear prescription glasses. I'm like, I don't remember what my prescription is, but I'm super blind. <laughs> um, but with my glasses on, I couldn't see anything still. And so like the Arizona trail, you know, in my head messed me up somehow. Um, I don't, I don't know a lot about eyesight or like what affects vision. Um, but like I was talking to Jeff about how I might need to get a new prescription and his wife, who is very, like, I I'm pretty certain his wife is the brains behind what Jeff does. (laughs) Like, you know, Jeff is like a knowledge of nutrition, but then when I talk to his wife, I'm like, I'm pretty sure his wife is the one that's passing this information along. But anyway, she told me to start eating liver, that she was fairly certain that I was just deficient in some kind of nutrient, that eating liver would help fix it. And so, um, you know, I got home from the Arizona Trail, and I would say it took maybe about four or five days before I got up the courage to actually try it for the first time. And within two days of eating liver, my eyesight corrected itself. And so ever since that experience, and then the fact that it didn't taste anywhere near as terrible as I thought it was going to taste, you know, those two things, um, you know, converted me. I, I'm a fan of liver now. <laughs> it is, that's super crazy. Like, it's interesting because everyone has this like idea in their heads. Like even I did before I tried it, like, I was like, oh man, I'm going to eat liver. And I just, I bought like just like the garbage stuff at Walmart or something. And I was like, oh, I'm really going to eat this. Cause it looks disgusting in the package. Like it's all like slimy and just like glistening. It's kind of weird. And then, like, granted, about a low quality liver, but I was like, yeah, it's fine. Like, it's it's edible. 
like whatever. But then I actually, I felt really good after eating it. And I was like, wow, this is pretty wild. And then I realized like a, like natural grocers or sprouts, they'll have like a grass fed finished liver. And the taste difference there is insane. It's like a lot, a lot better. And I actually had it this morning after my run. And it's crazy because like it's super high in iron and vitamin A, obviously, and all these other like micronutrients that we need. But like people just don't eat that now. It's like, I don't know why, but people mm. are just really averse to it. And I, a lot of my friends that run like full time, they're always posting like, oh, like here's my inside tracker and I'm, I'm low on iron. I'm like, just eat some liver. And they're like, oh, I already eat meat. It's like, well, eat some liver and maybe that'll help even more. And they're just <laughs> totally put off by it because of the taste and like these ideas we have in our head that it's just going to be disgusting or something. Yeah. And I'm a hundred percent with you. I got the Walmart version too for my first time. And I, I freaking had to like, I put what I do. I put Parmesan cheese on it. I put a little bit of primal kitchen steak sauce on it. I like, I had to mask the flavor and I was like, I, I can manage this once a week if I just cover it with cheese and, and steak sauce. But then, yeah, I went to natural grocers and I saw they had it there. Um, it was significantly more expensive, but I decided I want to give it a shot and try it. And yeah, the taste difference is like, now I, I like I crave liver. Like I love it. I love the taste. All I do is butter and salt. Um, like I don't need the cheese. I don't need the steak sauce. Like the difference in taste is huge compared to like a Walmart versus a natural grocer. And I mean, it makes sense because like the liver, that's what's filtering everything out. And so like, it's no secret that Walmart beef is not high quality. Like they have, what is that? That, that um market side butcher like they have this like little section in their row of meat that has like grass-fed beef grass-fed lamb bison and and wagyu and stuff like that um, but aside from that the quality of meat in walmart's not that amazing so vice versa like you know it, it makes sense that the liver won't be that amazing and have a terrible taste because it's filtering out crap <laughs> yeah and I, know, I guess speaking of that though like not to get like way off topic but like if that's all you can afford though is like deliver at Walmart, which is like two or three bucks. It's like, that's a way better option than just eating a can of Pringles or something. And, and like, if that's the right. only option I have, like I'll definitely get it, but I would just prefer the stuff at natural groceries, even though it's like seven or eight bucks for eight ounces of it. But like that said though, it's not like you're eating like a full on like pound of it a day or something like you're eating a few ounces. And so usually what I'll do is I'll cook up the full eight ounces and then just have it ready to go. And I'll mix it in with eggs or, or even like ground beef or something. And then it's just like, okay, like I'm just getting liver throughout the week and I'm not having to cook it every single day. Right. Even though it is pretty easy to cook. That's true. <laughs> it's like it really easy. Thin. It's not, <laughs> but it cooks yeah, fast. It's like too. it takes what, yeah, it's not thick at all. Like, yeah. and you don't want to overcook it too. Cause you know, I'm no expert on liver, but from what I've studied, like one of the things that they show is that if you overcook liver, then it changes the, you know, the nutrient profile of it and you lose some nutrients from it. I don't know if you know much more about that than me, but that's, that's the extent to my knowledge of, of that. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely not an expert in that. Like, I know that like cooking in general can denature proteins and whatever, but it can also right. like open up the bioavailability of things. Like I don't know, some people argue that that's why like humans have bigger brains now is through cooking. And now we're able to process the protein better or something, but I, I definitely uh -huh. don't know. Like I know with some like plants, if you, you cook it, it's better for you and others. It's better if you don't and whatever. But as far as liver goes, I'm like, I don't know. I just, I just cook it and eat it. And I've, <laughs> I've never had any issues. And I was <laughs> after, so it's like, hey. 
Well, um, so I, I want to take a step back. Um, okay. You know, <clears throat> why do you why do you think that it's why do you think liver has such a bad rap? Like, because whenever I tell people I'm eating liver, like the first response is just like, oh, that's disgusting. And they haven't even tried it. Like they don't even know. <laughs> so like, why do you think liver has such a bad rap? I get that same response too. And I guess I've never really thought too much about it, but I have noticed I've been pretty fortunate to travel quite a bit, like for work as a filmmaker. So I've gone to like some richer countries, some poorer countries and whatever. And it seems like people in the richer countries are more focused on eating just like straight up muscle meats. Like I'm going to have a a ribeye or a tomahawk or a T-bone or something. And then in these poorer countries, people just out of financial necessity have to maximize the animal that they're eating. So like, say they, they slaughter a cow. It's like, okay, we're not just going to eat the muscle meat. We're going to eat all of it, like bone marrow, Mm -hmm. like all the organs and everything. So I feel like in the States anyways, and maybe in like just other more well-off countries in the world, people are a little averse to it because it's like, well, we don't have to eat that. And a ribeye tastes better than a piece of heart or whatever. Like, And then I think over time, people just kind of get this idea in their head that like, okay, it's not as good. So I'm not going to eat it. And then generation after generation, you just kind of like phase it out. Because I think up until yeah. like the 50s or 60s, it was pretty common to have liver, like liver and onions. Like my grandma's gone now, <laughs> but I remember her talking about like, oh yeah, we'd have liver and onions. I'm like, oh, that sounds disgusting. And now I'm like, oh, it's pretty good. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are trying to like get back to more of like an ancestral way of eating. Um, but like, I don't know, organ meats are definitely a part of that. And because like back in the day, like if you're like like hunting a tribe, if you're going to spend all the energy to kill like like a buffalo or whatever, like you're not just going to be like, oh, hey, here's a shank. I'm just going to take that. Or I'm just going to take this piece out. You're going to use the entire animal. So I don't know, maybe also too, because people are so disconnected from their food sources where most people just go to like Walmart or Safeway or something and buy their food. And they don't really, they don't understand that entire process. And it's so easy just to go and like grab like five steaks for the the week or something. Yeah. But I think too, people are like, you kind of touched on this. I think people are finally starting to see through the, uh, the BS. Like, I think that there's a period of time where the food pyramid, the way it was set up and the push that like the government was putting out on like doing margarine over butter, um, as one example, or, you know, not eating eggs because it's going to higher your cholesterol. Like there was a time when people fell for that and, um, were afraid of those kind of foods because that's what was being constantly shoved at them. But I think now we're finally at a point where people are seeing like, Hey, these professionals are recommending sugar processed junk over just like a simple piece of meat. Um, and they're finally realizing that that doesn't sound right. <laughs> so I, th- I think we're finally at a point where people are like starting to like, yeah, like you said, care about their health, but also see through all the BS and be like, this does not make a lot of sense. Like this can't be worse for me than, than this. Exactly. And I think like, like obviously correlation isn't causation as the phrase that everybody says. And you can look at the charts though, from like when we started eating more like seed oils, for example, and those animal fats, like people didn't get healthier, they got a lot sicker. And so like, it's very strongly correlated, which I think a lot of people are okay. Like maybe I should take my health into my own hands now versus just trusting like, or just blindly trusting the government. Cause obviously something's not working. Like you look around and like, everybody's like pretty sick. And if they are like relatively healthy looking, most people are like skinny fat. Like they look moderately healthy, but they just don't have any muscle tone or definition and they're just fat inside. And it's really weird. Even like within ultra running and cycling and stuff, you see people that just, just pound, like just 
I don't know, ultra processed snacks all day. And like, yeah, they can go run hard on that or race hard on that. But when that's the bulk of your diet, like you're not getting any real nutrition out of it. And it's, it's, it's like kind of defeating long-term. Yeah. And I mean, look at pictures of our early ancestors, like compare pictures of our world today <laughs> compared to them. Like there's a, there's a drastic difference in body composition. And um, I'm, I'm guessing that our early ancestors, I mean, I'm not guessing, like they were living off the land, like they were eating clean foods, they had a clean diet, they were active. Um, I think that's a big part that we don't want to skip over. Um, active and a nutritional diet, like coincide and work together. Um, but compared to today, like everybody, not everybody, the majority of the world is moving away from meat because of being brainwashed. <laughs> and you're starting to see the difference in body composition between now and our early ancestors. Um, so, I mean, I know, I know that, so I do want to take another step back. Um, <laughs> I, I grew up, I grew up overweight. Um, and like right now I still have areas in my body that I can't shake. And that's just from a early years of overeating, not exercising. And I just have some, some fat that I can't get rid of. And so I, I understand that there are some body types where no matter how clean you eat and no matter how much you work out, like you, you can't seem to shake off that those, those extra pounds. Like I know that there's body styles that are like that. And so the whole, like, like, um, being proud of your body movement. Like I get that because there are lots of people that put in the work and, and they don't necessarily see the results that they want to see. But for the most part, that's not the story. Um, for the most part, it's a lifestyle of not working out and not eating clean. And because of that, you see that in their body composition. And so for the most part, the way your body responds to your nutritional style, your nutritional preferences, that's a good indicator if you're eating healthy or not eating healthy. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's because the whole like, like fat positive movement or whatever you want to call it, like is a little frustrating to me because it's like, like not, and I guess there's like two ends of the spectrum, right? Like all the way to one end is being like anorexically skinny is just terrible for you. But then also being just obese is terrible for you. And like all the data show that mm -hmm. too. But like now everyone's just so obsessed with like, oh, I just want to like, I want to be happy and it's just be positive and be kind. It's like, yeah, but then there's also reality. Like your body doesn't care that like people are complimenting you on your like 30% body fat. Like it's like, okay, my heart's going to explode and I have fatty liver disease. Yeah. And you can see that it's just not healthy and it's not good for your joints and your bones and stuff. And it's interesting too. Cause like, I guess we're getting kind of off, off topic from liver, but like, <laughs> it's interesting, like, like how relatively simple it is. Like you get online and it's like, everyone like has all these things like, Oh, vegan and heavy lifting and hit and cardio and blah, 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 blah. Don't do this, do that. But I think like, it's pretty straightforward and like, grand, we're both not doctors by any means, but it's like, if you just like go for a brisk walk 30 minutes a day, lift weights a couple times a week and eat real food, not even like, not even keto or whatever, just eating real, like non, not hyper-processed stuff, like, like Oreos or whatever we've been talking about, Pop-Tarts, like you're going <laughs> to feel and look a lot better. And like, it's not even like a diet, it's just eating properly and just being semi-active and which is, is easier for us to be more active as we like. I have a flexible schedule. Your schedule is pretty flexible and we're able to do that. But like, even for like my parents, for example, I'll talk to them and like, just go for a 30 minute walk in the morning, like wake up, go walk for 30 minutes and then do whatever. Maybe like just eat bacon and eggs for breakfast and don't have a bunch of like cereal and 
whatever they're eating, like Costco low-fat milk, which is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so disgusting. <laughs> if you um, if you're not following this person on Instagram, I know you are, Derek. But for the listeners, um, I highly recommend looking up Dr. James. I don't know how to say his last name. Denich. You know who I'm talking about, right, Derek? I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know how to say his name either. It's Italian, I guess, and I don't speak Italian. Yeah, so Dr. James and then D-I-N-I-C. Um, he's a cardio- cardiovascular research scientist. And like three or four times a day, he's putting up um, pieces of advice in terms of hydration, electrolytes, working out, how to lose weight, um, superfoods. Um, but yeah, he's, he, the, the reason I'm thinking of him is because of what you just said. Like he's always just saying, if you want to win the day, start out by having a protein heavy breakfast and walk for 30 minutes. Like he, he recycles a lot of his posts. And I would say the one that he recycles the most is about eating a protein heavy breakfast and, and walking 30 minutes a day. And like, when you, when you look at it that way, like it's really not that much effort, like eggs are one of the easiest things to cook. Like you can cook eggs within five to 10 minutes. Like, so in terms of convenience, eggs are super convenient. They're loaded with protein and fat, excuse me. And then, yeah, just setting your alarm for six fifteen versus six forty-five, and going out and walking for 30 minutes. Like it's not, when you put it on paper, it's not that hard to do. And the, the reward far outweighs the the sacrifice or whatever you want to say for having to do something like that. Yeah. It definitely sets you up for like, um, for success during the day. Like you just get out and like you don't bring your phone with you. Or if you do you out on airplane mode or something, you just kind of go out and just think for 30 minutes and you're just, you're not checking social media and whatever. And you get back and it's like, you do eat real food, then you're more satiated till at least lunch. And there's just a lot of data showing how important that is to eat like a, like a proper meal in the morning. Cause I remember as a kid, I could go to school and just, okay, we're going to have like waffles and syrup for breakfast and some juice before I go. And then it's like, it's like eight o'clock in the morning and I'm starving again. I'm like, this is insane. Like I, <laughs> I ate an hour ago and I'm still, and when you're a kid too, it's like, I don't know, you just always have boundless energy anyways. And so now you're just like you're starving right. and you're hungry and you're all over the place and you can't focus. And I don't know. And they, there are a lot of data too showing, I don't know if you listen to the Huberman lab with Andrew Huberman. Um Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of blown up recently. But he has this whole like morning protocol, and part of it too is just getting sunlight in your eyes, like right when you wake up. So if you wake up, say like say sunrise is six fifteen, like you're saying, say alarm for six ten, put on your shoes and go outside and walk around for thirty minutes, and you're going to get that little bit of like just like good morning walk, and then you also get the sunlight in your eyes, which helps with like melatonin production and just kind of sets your uh, cycle for the day. And it's pretty important, I think. And like, I think when we're just like stuck inside all day, like it's just not the same as like actual sunlight. No, that's kind of the problem of where I live. I'm finding out <laughs> stuck yeah. inside all day and I don't see the sun all day. <laughs> you got to move to Costa Rica, I guess. Oh man. I, I'm actually trying to talk Sarah into moving to Arizona, but that's a, a different subject for another day. <laughs> yeah, we definitely anyway, should hit that at some point, but yeah, let's talk about liver. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about liver. So you've been on the liver train for how long? Oh man, at least a two years or so maybe three. Oh wow it's been that long yeah. and how much how much liver do you eat a week do you eat it daily does it fluctuate it, it definitely fluctuates um i definitely eat it if i crave it like i just i love it if I, so if i'm craving i'm like okay i'm gonna eat some liver or whatever generally the eggs or something else it's never just like i'm just gonna eat liver today like whatever like i always do something <laughs> yeah. else 
but like with traveling for work and stuff, it kind of depends on what I'm doing. So like if I'm at home, I'll definitely eat it a couple times a week. It's like, like I said earlier in the intro or more in the intro, it's like, okay, I'll buy like the, like the liver one time a week and I'll cook it and just eat it throughout the week. Um, so that's generally like eight ounces. And I know some people do like three ounces a day or something. Um, but it just kind of just works for me. And like, I feel good doing that. Um, but if I'm traveling, um, I definitely will take like a dried liver supplement. And I know there's been just the past week, the liver King kind of stuff going on. There's been a lot of like, like backlash about that. But for me, this is an easy way to get like some sort of organ meat while I'm traveling and it is expensive, but I don't, I also don't do like four or five of those servings per day. Like some people do It's like, okay. Like I'm, if I'm going to be gone for two weeks, it kind of makes sense. And then also too, like if I'm at a restaurant and they have like pate or something like that, I'm like, okay, I'm going to try it. It's like, why not? Um, so, so it definitely is variable too and based on my training as well and I think like the more I do the more like mileage I put in the more I crave um, liver because it's like high in iron and protein and um, as an I guess I call myself an endurance athlete or whatever like you you need more of that so kind of just go off of what I'm feeling I guess yeah but what about you so yeah like I, I just started probably a month or so ago um and for the first like three weeks, I was probably having five to six ounces a day, um, which a I know is on. Yeah, that's on the heavy side. Um, <clears throat> but again, it was just coming off of the Arizona trail. So like I wasn't forcing it or anything. I was craving it. So like obviously my body needed what was in that. But now I'm at the point where like, yeah, I still crave it a little bit, but I'm not craving like six ounces a day like I used to. And so like, for example, this morning, I probably had about, if I was to guess, I'd say it was about three ounces of liver. Um, the way my routine goes, I usually eat a late breakfast, probably like around 11 or 1130. And that's usually after my workouts for the day. And yeah, like my first meal after a workout is usually eggs, liver, a little bit of fruit and honey, um, and then a glass of raw milk. But um, so yeah, right now I'm doing about three ounces of liver a day. Um, I haven't I have not jumped on the raw liver train yet. I'm curious to know if you're on that train. <laughs> I'm not. I got a friend of mine. Um, she's She's been my friend since we grew up together or whatever. And she has a kid and stuff. And she's always making fun of me for eating liver. But I finally convinced her to, get, to start taking a dried liver supplement. And last time I saw her, she's like, so I have another friend who's in the liver. And he does it raw. Do you do it raw? And I'm like, heck no. That sounds disgusting. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it just... <laughs> It just really turns me off. Who knows? It could be really good because apparently people like it and maybe it's easy to slurp it down. But I just, I don't know if I could handle that gag reflex of like putting a piece of raw liver in my throat and swallowing. Oh, I don't know. It's, it sounds disgusting to me. Yeah. But, and I like it cooked just fine. And yeah. Just, I like mean, you're saying, it doesn't take very much time. Yeah. Maybe one day we just got to try it. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I eat raw right now, like, is um, salmon. I'll have raw salmon occasionally. Like in but, sushi? Um, yeah. Oh, okay. I was just imagining like getting like a filet or whatever you call it. Oh, salmon no, no, no. And just chowing down. Like, that no. sounds gross. <laughs> no, yeah. Occasionally, like if I have a really long run schedule on Saturday, like Friday night, I'll do some sushi and get some raw salmon with it. Some, um, okay. oh, what's it called? Nigiri. Is that the one where it's like rice with some just raw salmon on top? I think so. I don't know much about sushi, but that sounds okay. good. Yeah. So yeah, so that's the only meat I eat raw, um, like my steaks and stuff. I do pretty rare, medium rare to rare. Uh, but yeah, just like raw meat, like I, I can't do it, man. Like I like my meat cooked a little bit. <laughs> yeah, Sam, like I'm definitely more on the like medium, medium rare. Like 
along with you and just the thought of eating raw meat like i'm sure we could do it if we really wanted to but i'm like why would you when you could smoke it and it tastes amazing or grill it and it's exactly really yeah. good it doesn't make any sense to me and like maybe maybe we'll change in the future like if all these data come out and show that like it's way better for you to eat raw maybe i will but like at this point in my life i have no desire to eat raw liver nor raw steak <laughs> Well, I think that brings up a good point too. Like we're in such a black and white society, like you either do it or you either don't do it. Um, it's, I feel like a lot of people miss that there's like good, better, best, extra best even like, yeah. so, I, I, so like, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that liver has some benefits to eating it raw, but like at this point, like, I'm just like, I, I'll take the benefits I'm getting from cooking it. And one day, if I feel like I need more benefits and I'll explore that area, but you know, and, and same goes with like quality of meat. Like you were saying earlier, like it's obviously better or best to buy like organic and grass fed from somewhere like natural grocers over, uh, you know, Walmart or Kmart. I don't know if they sell meat, Is but Kmart um, even around anymore. Uh, the buildings here, the, it's not open though. <laughs> um but yeah so like obviously there's a good better or best here like if you can afford the grass-fed stuff get it if you can't then don't like you know work with what you have and same goes with liver if you if you're stronger than me and can eat it raw then that's great but if you're not into that then don't feel like that's the only way to experience the benefits of of adding some liver to your diet yeah so let's talk about the benefits then because like we've mentioned or kind of alluded to it a few times that like it's it's basically a multivitamin and like everyone's popping like Centrum or some sort of multi these days and AG1 and all these things you see on social media all the time. But like, I always just kind of default to like, well, what's the most basic thing you can do? And like, I just like simplicity in my life, like with everything, like whether it's my work or whatever, I'm like, okay, keep things simple. And like liver is so simple and it's has high amounts of vitamin A, like I think like 10,000 times the amount what the RDA recommends. And it's really high in iron. I think it's the most high, it's the most, I guess the food with the most iron in it that's bioavailable too. Um, and so it's pretty insane that like something yeah. that's relatively cheap can, is based, it's like a real like life superfood. Like people say kale or broccoli, or whatever the superfood. It's like, no, like liver is a real superfood. Yeah. So I have the nutritional profile pulled up right now. And this okay. is for four ounces um, of liver. Um so I'll skip down to the, so 23 grams of protein, 5.54 milligrams of iron, um, 354 milligrams of potassium, 4.52 of zinc, um, 44.9 MCG of selenium, uh, vitamin A, here we go, 5,620 MCG. It's a big number. <laughs> Does it say the percentage then for the RDA? No, it just... Okay. No, maybe you can Google that while I'm going through this. <laughs> yeah, I'll look at uh, Vitamin B12, 67 MCG, 328 MCG of folate. The rest of these are MCGs. Um, 376 of choline. I don't even know what that is. Um, and then there's 5,590 of retinol, 1.36 of vitamin D, and 3.5 of vitamin K. So that is cool quite the list in just four ounces of of meat four ounces of liver it's pretty incredible yeah that's pretty insane and like the the rda for um, vitamin a is 900 micrograms 
And you said there's what, 9,000 micrograms in it? Five, 5,620. Holy cow. Okay, yeah. So it's a massive amount. And I don't know. I think it's, it's like bio, bioavailable as well. Like where you eat like a carrot or something, I think it has like beta carotene, which your body converts to vitamin A. Um, so like it's not even that right. available, but if you just eat a piece of liver. It's like, holy cow, it's a lot of vitamin A, which is good for your skin and your eyesight and all these other things. So it's, it's pretty wild, like how much you can get from a four ounce piece of liver. Yeah. And I think it is important to note too, and we'll, we'll obviously go more into this after we finish talking about the benefits, but there is such a thing as having too much vitamin A, which is something that you want to watch out for, for if you're going to start implementing liver into your diet, but we can get to that after. But yeah, the nutritional profile, it's, it's pretty wild. Like it makes, makes sense. Like what, isn't it vitamin K that affects eyesight? Cause isn't that, isn't there a lot of vitamin K in carrots? There's a lot of vitamin A in carrots, but it's beta carotene, which is a precursor to oh. vitamin A. Um, but okay. I, I think they work synergistically though. Like I, I kind of hate that term, but like they all work together. So like if you're deficient in other things, it could affect your vitamin A absorption or how it's converted and stuff okay. as well. But then again, I'm not a doctor. So if you're, <laughs> don't quote me on that. <laughs> well, I guess all I'm implying then is it's no wonder. And again, this could be like um, a coincidence. I'm not one to, to say that it's, it's not a coincidence, but like looking over this profile, it makes sense that just eating some liver was able to help correct my eyesight. Cause you know, if you're deficient in something, this could all, this could, this could really help. <laughs> yeah. And just thinking like your deficiency happened after your um, 600 miles on the Arizona trail, which is, it's a long time to be on your feet and out there. Like, and just think about like, not that people are putting in like 300 mile weeks ever, but like people are doing hundred, hundred plus mile weeks of running. Like they're probably deficient in a lot of things and just don't know because your body's so adaptable. And I always think about people and they're like, oh yeah, I feel fine. And I eat like say like a, a vegan or vegetarian diet. I'm like, well, yeah, like I've seen people survive off cigarettes and coffee for years, but their body, like <laughs> Dr. Pepper, <laughs> Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Like they just, they, de they like just fall apart after a while. And you see that a lot happening when people are just like, they say they feel fine. They probably do honestly, because they're cutting out a lot of like just hyper-processed things. But at some point you need to mm -hmm. actually add in real nutrition to your diet and like liver and animal products are by far the best way to get um, vitamins and, and other minerals. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm going through this, this site a little bit more here. I'm just talking about the benefits of it. Like you have a reduced risk of anemia, reduced risk of vitamin A deficiency, obviously, um, reduced risk of cancers. Oh, here we go. Better eye health. All right. <laughs> um, and it is, <laughs> it is contributing it to the vitamin A, iron, and zinc, um, which helps with, uh, let's see, it says it's associated with a decreased risk, decreased decreased holy cow i can't talk <laughs> risk of age-related macular degeneration um but yeah so like tons of benefits um i wonder how many people in our world are deficient in vitamin a i wonder what the statistic is on that i bet it's pretty high i'm, I'm sure curious. it's high <laughs> yeah i'm curious what it is but it's interesting though because vitamin a is a fat soluble vitamin so it it stores in your body where you know if you drink like I haven't had this mm -hmm. in a long time, like a monster or rockstar you pee and your pee is fluorescent. It's because all those B vitamins are water. <sighs> so once your body kind of maxes out on those, it just expels the rest of them. 
But like with vitamin A, for example, that doesn't happen, which I think is yep. why you'd get vitamin A toxicity because your body would be storing these mass amounts of vitamin A. And I don't know what the repercussions are of vitamin A toxicity, but I, I know it's not good. <laughs> Obviously, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll have to do a little bit more research in that and maybe put some more information in the show notes um, for people. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm a fan of liver, um, and I don't want to beat this same drum over and over again. But like, you know, if you have access to this superfood for fairly cheap, like, makes sense that you would implement it into your diet. If you were to, um, curious to know what you we kind of touched on this like a, a few minutes ago, but like, if you had to list three fears or hindrances that people have to like stop them from trying liver what do you think it would be i'd say it would be the um the misconception that that just tastes nasty i would say that's probably number one that would be my guess <laughs> i don't know if you agree with me or not i agree with you for sure on that one like that's just like oh people are just turned off by it because it it looks gross it sounds gross and then i think that's related to also like social norms like if you went to a restaurant and ordered liver people are gonna be like why are you ordering liver like why don't you just get a pizza or a burger or something so I think there's yeah, also or get a ribeye you get a ribeye <laughs> yeah so definitely so probably that. the fear do you have any other thoughts on that um i think also people are just they're just i don't know not conditioned to eat it it's just not like a normal thing if you most people go to the grocery store and they never once are like i'm gonna pick up a pack of liver so I think it's just kind of like out of sight, out of mind, because there isn't like a huge market in most places for the liver or the like the organ meat section. Like, thankfully, where I live down in mm. southern Arizona, um, with the big Hispanic population, they use most of these different types of organs and things like in, in food. So it's relatively easy to find down here. But even then, though, uh-huh. most people that aren't Hispanic aren't like going over to the meat section like, oh, I want to pick up some tripe and, and I don't know, gizzards and liver today. So it's just kind of like, <laughs> hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go get meat and I'm going to get my, my ribeyes or whatever, my eggs, and then I'm going to go just go on your way so i think it's that's yeah. one of the other reasons too i i it's funny you say that because i i feel like i single-handedly am the reason that natural grocers has doubled their order of liver the past couple of weeks <laughs> um i went in like it was probably about three or four weeks ago when i went in to switch from walmart liver to natural grocers liver and i think they had like maybe five eight ounce packages in there and i bought every single one of them and then like, that was when I was eating almost a whole pack a day. Um, that was like at the start when I was like trying to make up for what I lost. And like, I just kept going back into natural grocers and they weren't restocking it. And I had to like, I kept tracking the meat guy down. I was like, Hey, you know, when the liver's going to come back in, he's like, Oh, it's not really a, a popular thing. Like I'll throw it on and hopefully it gets here soon. And like, it took about a week and a half, like before they finally stocked up. But like, I went to every single grocery store. And like, aside from Walmart and natural grocers, I couldn't find anywhere else here in Cache Valley, Utah that sells liver. Um, but now, like when I go into natural grocers, they probably have like three times the amount of liver stocked up because for there for a while, I'd go in and buy everything that they brought in. Like <laughs> it got kind of out of hand there for a little bit. <laughs> so I, I definitely think you're right. Like access to it out of sight, out of mind. Not a lot of people carry it. Um but there's a lot of there's a lot of um good butchers online that you can order liver from. Um, you know, Thousand Hills, that's the brand that I I buy. Um there's a there's a meat butcher ranch type place out in Wyoming that I found called called Carter Country Meat. 
that sells litter on their website. Um, I don't think I found it on ButcherBox, which is a pretty popular um, meat drops it ship website kind of place. But but yeah, there are places that you can find it if it's something that you want to try out for sure. Yeah, and there are places too. Like I, I think it's Force of Nature Meat. They have like some blends too, so you can get mm. like a I don't know like a pound of of ground beef but it has like a 15% blend. You'll have some liver and heart or something in there and you don't really even taste it. So it's kind of nice because you can almost sneak in these things without, if you are really that averse to eating liver, it's like, cool, make a burger and just put some, some of this ground beef in it instead. And it's like, you get a little bit of organ meats that way. And it's like, it's super easy to do. You don't even think about it. And like, I've given it to like friends and family. I'm like, oh, this is really good. I'm like, yeah, because it's quality meat. And they don't realize that there's organ meats inside, which I don't know, maybe it's a little trickery <laughs> and I don't know if that's ethical, but I've done it before. <laughs> no you're helping their health it's good yeah <laughs> that is that is a good point though like that's that's something that i i so taking a back step that is something that i was eating um before i just went full on liver derek is the one that showed me what force of nature meat was um they have like an ancestral blend like you said ground beef with heart and and liver they also have like ground bison that has ground bison heart and liver in it too if you like bison um and i'd even probably guess that like the blend in there is like kind of like the perfect amount if you want to be technical on how much you should be getting a week. That's just me guessing, but like since it's a blend and since you don't need too much liver a week because of the risk of vitamin A toxicity, um, I would guess that like a blend like that is a good alternative for sure. Yeah, I'd agree on that because it's like if you think about it, like how uh, how much does a, a cow liver weigh, like five pounds or something? And then the cow itself right. weighs like a thousand pounds. Like they're just massive animals and like you wouldn't be eating like a, a pound steak of liver or something like ancestrally anyways, you'd probably split it up and have small amounts of it. So that would make sense. And like, obviously we don't have data like to support that, but just like thinking through it critically, it makes sense. Yeah. Another thing that I think is a big influence on people not eating liver is um, influencers on social media. Um, the reason I bring that up, and this could be a, a good segue into something else, <laughs> but um, I, I might as well say it like a big reason Derek and I wanted to start with this episode is because of the recent light that was shed on the liver king, which we'll get to in a moment. But the other thing that I wanted to say is like, um, you know, Dr. Sean Baker, uh, for anybody that doesn't know who that is, he used to be, he, or he is an MD. I don't know how it works. He used to be a practicing MD, but then they re revoked his license or something because he, from what I heard, he was prescribing meat or something to his patients and he wasn't pushing pharmaceuticals. <laughs> That's what like I heard. That. I don't know if it's, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he's, he's a big, um, I don't want to say pioneer. He's a big influencer in the carnivore diet. Um, he has a, like a book that he wrote. Um, he has a website dedicated to it. But I remember when I first started getting into this, I learned about him through Zach Bitter and, you know, time and time again, he gets asked if he eats organ meat and time and time again, he says he doesn't eat organ meat, that he's been doing a carnivore diet for, oh, what, like 10 years, I think. Does that sound right? Yeah, it's a pretty long yeah. time. Yeah, he's been doing a carnivore diet for years. Um, and he he always says, I've been doing this for years and I haven't had one piece of organ meat and so i remember when i saw that i was like okay this guy's an md he's shredded he's in his 50s like I, i'm gonna believe him and i'm just gonna eat a bunch of meat and no organ meat because if he doesn't need it then i don't need it 
So I, I think that like influencers, like, and, and Sean Baker's great. Like he's, he's helped a lot of people get healthy. I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm dissing on him, but like the fact that he doesn't eat organ meat, you know, he has like quarter of a million followers on Instagram. So like him saying that, like, is obviously going to influence a lot of people to not try organ meat. Um, yeah. Yeah, totally. And like, I was listening to a Michaela Peterson podcast this morning because she does her so-called like lion diet, um, where she just eats lamb, salt and, and steak essentially every day. And like, if people don't know who she is, like she just has like a host of autoimmune issues and basically it's all she can eat is meat without any issues. Um, but she was talking about that because some she did like a little Q and A, and somebody was like, "Hey, do you eat organ meats?" And she's like, "No, I just I just don't like them." And I was like, "Yeah, that, if you don't like them, that's fine." And like, I think you can do okay without them, but I think you're missing out. Honestly, it's almost like eating like a proper diet, but just lacking one little bit of something in it. And just try it, and if it works for you, if it works for you, and I think it's important to understand that people's genetics are different. And if it works for you, great. And if not, like, don't force it necessarily. Like, I don't know how you feel about that, but like, I feel great eating organ meats and just meat in general. But like, if somebody's just really doesn't want to eat them, it's not like you have to eat organ meats necessarily, but there's just a lot of benefits to them, I would say anyways. Yeah, I'd say that you just got to like, look at a, almost like a vegetarian and a vegan diet. Like, yeah. you know, obviously people make vegetarian and vegan diets work, but a lot of people have to resort to supplementing um, to make up for a lot of the stuff that they're missing by cutting out animal products. And so, yeah, I'd say it's just the same thing. If you're just strictly against organ meat, then you just might have to do a little bit of supplementing to make up for the stuff that you're missing. Yeah, I agree. And it's interesting though, like to speak of influencers, because it's like you find an influencer or even just like any company to tell you whatever you want to hear, basically. It's like, oh, like vegan is the right way. Vegetarian is the right way. Like paleo is the best and carnivore only carnivore with fruit, carnivore 2.0, like whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever, fruititarian, like pescatarian, flexitarian, whatever it is. But like in the so end, I, I know it's it's kind of ridiculous, honestly. And I think it's just the main principle that most people benefit from is just cutting out all the crap and eating real foods. Mm -hmm. And then from there, trying to figure out what works best for your body and your genetics, because somebody with like a, like an Inuit, like Eskimo genetic is going to function differently than somebody who grew up in like, or has genetics from like the, the tropics or something. And mm -hmm. I think it's important to understand because like, like the Inuit eat like 90 plus percent, like fat diet, basically. Like there's not a lot of a uh, plant vegetation up there or plant material. And then like, but down like in like say Costa Rica, for example, it's like, there's just fruit everywhere and it just grows naturally. So it's like the easiest thing to get, but there's also a lot of ocean foods and different animals and whatever. So it's like, I think this is kind of experimenting like what both of us have done. It's like, find out what works best for your body and but obviously we're both a little biased towards organ meats and, and muscle meats and stuff, but it's like, definitely try it. Like, I don't want anyone to like not try it because like they, one, they don't taste bad and two, they taste really good. And three, like, what's the worst that can happen? You just don't like it. Like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it, it's not like taking a statin or like Oxycontin or something. Like <laughs> there's not any real negative <laughs> downsides to it. Yeah. I mean, obviously if you're a vegetarian or vegan, then you'd avoid it for those reasons. But like, if you eat meat, you have really no reason to not try it. Like you just got to look at it as like a parent, like if for the listeners, if you're against liver and you haven't even tried it, like just imagine how that would fly with your children. <laughs> like for example, my son Killian, he's the most picky eater in the world, but I make it a point to be like, Hey, you haven't even eaten this before. You got to try it before you can make that decision. And so, and I know I'm not the only parent that 
make statements like that to my child. And so it goes the same to you. Like, yeah, if you've tried to deliver before and you hate it, then okay, you've tried it, you hate it, like move on, add some supplements if you need to. But if you haven't even tried it, like at least try it to give it a little shot before you can make your decision. Because if you can make it work, you should make it work. <laughs> Definitely. I 100% agree. And and really, like I was talking to to my sister over Thanksgiving, we were at her parents' house talking about stuff. And she's kind of going through her own like little journey right now of like, she has three kids and her husband, whenever they eat, like, I don't know, pretty standard, like American diet and stuff. And her kids are super picky, but we were just talking about things like little things you can do that are one economical because they have three kids, her and her husband do, and they're probably moving to Florida soon, all these different things. And she's like, we're trying to like cut costs, but also eat healthy. And so it's like, okay, like buy liver and like put it into eggs, put it into like other things your kids are already eating, like put it into their mac and cheese, even like granted, that's not like, like I would never eat that personally. <laughs> just because I don't eat mac and cheese, but like, as far as like introducing these, like, like real foods into a diet, you can do it that way. Kind of sneakily, almost kind of like wrapping, like when you have to give your dog a pill or something, you don't just give them the pill. You put it up in peanut butter or something and they eat it and they don't even think twice about it. Yep. Yeah. And then at a certain point you could be like, oh, I just want to eat liver or I just want to eat this. And I don't know, especially when you feel good. Cause I kind of feel like liver is nature's Red Bull. You just like without the downsides, oh, yeah. you eat it and you're just like, holy crap, I feel really good. And you're just like super jazzed all day. Yeah. I mean, Jeff Browning, he, sh I keep referencing him. I'm sorry, <laughs> but um, he shared, a, he shared a recipe with me where it was like, he, he ground up liver in a blender and like mixes it with like cream cheese and some other spices, but he basically made a dip out of it where like his huh. kids will get some, um, they do grain free. So some grain free tortilla chips and they, eat it really without even knowing it. it's just just because it's mixed up in this creamy cheesy goodness and they don't even know they're getting it so yeah same kind of concept like there's ways that you can mask it and hide it and and get your kids to try it granted my son who is picky af he tried some of my liver the other day and he claims he liked it so you know if a kid can like it then i'm sure most adults can actually discover that it's not that bad <laughs> did same thing like when i when i was at home again for thanksgiving i keep referencing this too but um i i cooked up a bunch of liver and i had some extra just in the fridge and my dad he always snacks and i usually just eats like like ice cream or whatever crap you can find but i had some really good cheese in the fridge as well it was just there right next to other and he grabbed it and he thought it was just like pieces of meat and he started eating it and i'm just watching him and i'm like oh my gosh like my dad's eating liver he's like this is really good this is good cheese and good meat and i'm just like mm-hmm Mm -hmm. And then like two weeks later, <laughs> my mom told him, he's like, yeah, you ate liver that night. He's like, oh, that was pretty good. And so I think it just goes oh, back nice. to like people like in their heads are just like, this is going to be disgusting. It's not a normal food. Once they eat it, they're just like, oh yeah, it's food and it tastes good. And you can mask it like with the cheese yeah. for that or whatever, or the dip or just different ways to like introduce it into your diet. So is he, uh, is it going to become a staple in his diet now? Oh no, my dad eats like crap and <laughs> like he'll eat it if it's there. He's also really lazy too. Like it's, my mom will like make dinner and then he'll go down to McDonald's and get like sausage McMuffins. Cause he's just like, don't ask me why, but he does. And he just does that sort of thing. So he's never going to like go out on his own and buy it. But if it's there, I think he'll eat uh, it. Or if it's like a, yeah. like a, not like a moose, I guess, but like, like you're saying like a, like a dip or something, he would totally just like dip chips into it. So maybe I could like make some of that dip and give us some Doritos and he would at least have like something semi-healthy <laughs> in his diet. <laughs> not yeah, optimal. You should reach uh, out to Jeff and get that. Not optimal, but good, better, or best. Just going back to that. <laughs> exactly. Well, let's talk more about influencers though, because well, I don't know, you and I have both been following the whole like Liver King saga over the 
what's mm. been like a week now or so and and like i don't know yeah. i think it, it's kind of funny because if people don't know who liver king is he's just like this influencer has all these like supplement companies and he's like super jacked like he doesn't even look like a like he doesn't look natural and he's obviously not and like i think anyone that followed him knew he wasn't natural but his whole thing was like this primal living and here's all these like ancestral tenants and all these things and and liver and like he's just all about eating liver and organ meats all the time yeah i was first introduced to the guy somebody that i coach sent me a story of of the liver king or no it was a post and this was like probably in the spring or something of this year so it was a few months ago but it was the video of him eating raw bull testicle i don't know if you ever saw that video or not no i never really (laughs) followed him because he was he was kind of annoying to me but go ahead Well, yeah, so he sent me that video and I watched it and it's like, it's absolutely disgusting. He like, you have this big old testicle on a plate and I still have the membrane on it and it, he peels the membrane back and it just looks like this big ball of like butter almost. Like it looked creamy. It was in the shape of a ball and he just picks the thing up and he just takes a couple bites out of it. Like he and doesn't like, swallow it. Just takes a... No, it shows him swallow it. Like it's okay. a long video. The funniest thing was though, like this is my first introduction to him. And when I watched him eat that, he was making the faces that my son would make when he would eat something that he didn't want to eat. And so instantly I looked at him and I was like, I don't know who this guy is, but he does not seem genuine at all. Like I I can see that face. I know that he's forcing that down. <laughs> and just like instantly I like I looked at him like, oh, this guy's juiced up. Like I, I just started making like all these judgments which is not good on my part obviously but like when you see a body like that like he's never wearing a shirt um like his abs like they're the most perfect abs i've ever seen (laughs) like he's just totally jacked so like just it's instantly hard to not look at him and start making those kind of judgments like this guy's juicing this guy is not just eating a clean diet like there's obviously more to the story so like instantly i knew something was a little bit different with him when i first saw that video <laughs> yeah i think one of his ancestral tenants should be judge people because judging is just like a <laughs> like it's definitely frowned upon now in society but it's definitely like a survival mechanism because like you judge like this fruit or this piece of meat or whatever you make a judgment based off of something to like survive essentially and you look at him like you're saying is like abs are super perfect you're just like how's it even possible like you you eat liver and that's you get abs like that it's like no it's obviously not true so like i always like hear stuff about him like i always get these suggested videos and it's like oh liver king liver king because you're into nutrition it's like yeah but like the guy's a freaking fraud and it's easy to tell and and he denied the whole like like juicing thing multiple times like on podcasts and stuff, even on Rogan, he went on to, yeah, I've like, I've never taken steroids, blah, blah, blah. And then um, the guy from more plates, more dates, like released that hour long <laughs> video about it, which was like, I think we all knew all that stuff, but it was like interesting to see it all like out in the open. Yeah. And he's actually never been on Rogan. Um, Rogan's oh, talked Rogan? about him multiple times. Oh, okay. No, but like, so Rogan just did a podcast with more plates, more dates a few days ago um, with the whole liver cane thing. Um, and I believe Joe made the comment like he was just that Liver King actually reached out to Joe a couple of times and like some friends, some acquaintances of Liver King or sorry, of, of Joe Rogan. And Joe Rogan even made the comment about how he came to an MMA fight or two that Joe was hosting and like was right next to Joe. Yeah. And he could just tell that he was trying so hard to get on his podcast. But Joe just he kept saying like 
he doesn't trust the guy that the guy's a fraud that he doesn't want him on his podcast like so so yeah but yeah so he's he's never been on the joe rogan podcast but like he's been on tons of podcasts where he blatantly like looks into the camera and says i've never ever touched steroids which is obviously a lie because now there's evidence showing that he has touched a lot of steroids <laughs> yeah I mean, what was it like twelve thousand dollars a month worth of peptides and i don't know much about it honestly like it's not part of my world at all but it was a massive amount of money for just insane amounts of steroids and drugs yeah yeah and before we go too far into like what's wrong with this picture with the liver king i think it'd be good to like talk about the good of the liver king because I do believe that like he is a fraud. Like I'm not going to mask that he's a fraud. He's, he lied to people to make money. Um, and, and the reason we say that for people who who don't know this, the full story, he has like tons of, of businesses, like supplements. He has like that whole beast protein shake that he is always advertising on his Instagram, which is like a protein shake that has like nose to tell, in there so you're basically getting the whole beast is what is the way he refers to it um he has liver supplement supplements bone marrow supplements and so you know the problem that people are saying is that he was making these claims that he was as shredded as he was and that was just from living these nine ancestral tenants eating liver putting in all the hard work like he masked it like he, no he got as jacked as he was or sorry as jacked as he is um, from eating that way, but also from the steroids. And so people just feel a little bit more betrayed, like that they were tricked into buying his supplements when that wasn't in fact, the only thing that contributed to his body style. So that's the bad. And we can dive more into that, but I do think there's some good. Um, would you agree with me in that? Oh yeah. 100%. And I think all these like charlatans that end up like deceiving people generally are based in some sort of truth. And then they just end up lying about other things to kind of like make it seem more real than it is because like obviously eating liver right. it's a good thing as we've talked about there's a lot of benefits to it to a certain point like being outside getting sunlight like all these things are actually really important for your health and like he promoted those things but the issue is this that he lied about like the supplementation as far as like drug use and roid use and like the dude like works out twice right. a day apparently like worked out super hard and like i'm curious on what he would look like if he was 100 percent natural and sucked that diet like would he look more like a paul saladino or something or because he, he might just have like jack genetics and just be like a big dude but i, I don't know so i don't right. know but there are definitely a lot of like good things to pull from from what he did and i think with a lot of people and a lot of just things in general you can always find like they're not necessarily the silver lining but just like like good things from everybody like you can find good things from like somebody you dislike completely like they might have some sort of like redeeming quality that you could apply to your life and i think it's this situation that applies yeah. I mean, I would even argue that he has a lot of good qualities. Yeah. Um, I mean, like in those leaked emails where it shows that he is in fact taking steroids, um, it also in those emails goes over his day. And yeah, his day, like he's up by like, I think it's like 6 a.m. every day. And he goes and like, um, you know, the term is grounding. He goes, walks on the, the grass barefooted, um, gets a good walk in. He does work. He does like two to three workouts a day. Um, spends time with his kids and his family. Um, like the dude is a hard worker and his diet too, like in those leaked emails. So, so the context is, is he emailed some professional in the bodybuilding world and was asking for advice on how many like 
again, this is not my area of expertise. Like the term is PEDs. I don't even know what that stands for. But like he was he, drugs. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's getting advice from this um, like bodybuilding coach on like how many to take, like giving information on what he already was taking. But like the bodybuilding coach is asking some details into like his day, into his diet. And like, if you look at his day and you look at his diet, like the guy's a hard worker and the guy eats very, very clean. And he has like something over a million followers on Instagram. And so like he, he's influenced a lot of people to start working out, to start eating an animal-based diet, to start cutting out the junk. Um, so like he, he's influenced a lot of people to do good. Um, so I, I do think that he does, deserves a little bit of credit for that because it, it takes it takes a very dedicated person to inspire millions of people to live a better life. So he does have that going for him. Yeah, I 100% agree. Like just working that hard because you could take a bunch of like steroids and not work out. And I, I assume like you're not going to see the benefits, but like the dude is working out, he's hustling. He's definitely living these things that he was talking about. And he's like spending time with his family and like just being like, I don't know, it sounds like a pretty like well-rounded life. Honestly, there's just that one negative thing there. So like, like you're saying, like I, I too respect the hustle there because he's working freaking hard to to get where he is. And even just building social media following and businesses, that's a lot of hard work. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. And like, I don't even know, like, I don't know anything about steroids. All I know is that they're illegal. Um so like, and I've seen a lot of people make the comment, like, who cares if he's taking steroids? Like tons of people do. And like, I, I would maybe agree with them on that. Like, I don't know anything about steroids. Um, if he wants to take steroids, then whatever. But like the, the issue is in my mind, the lying, like blatantly lying to the world, lying to his followers. There's people that felt betrayed by his lying because they trusted him, like, these influencers need to take a step back and realize that like they're on a whole other level compared to the rest of the world in terms of how the world looks at them. And so like there were people out there that idolized the liver king and like, it wasn't as like, it was apparent to me and you and tons of people in the fitness world that he was taking steroids despite his lying. <laughs> but there is people that looked up to him so much that they believed him. And now with this, um, this light that's been shed on him that he has been taking steroids, like those people are crushed because they believed him and he was their role model. So that's where the issue is. He lied to tons of people to get gain. And now a lot of people are feeling a little bit hurt about that. Yeah. And what bothers me about like the lying part, because like, I think like, if you were just like, yeah, like I'm not natural. I, I do all this ancestral stuff. And then here's my super pro primal move to like take 10,000 plus dollars worth of like steroids every month, whatever. It's like, Hey, cool. Like, that's fine like in i'm assuming like in the bodybuilding world that's pretty normal and like it is what it is you can get a lot of those things like through prescription I, i'm guessing anyways but like the issue for me and what bothers me about the whole situation is that it turns people off from living like a healthier lifestyle because they're like okay this guy only got this way because of the peds and not because of all these other aspects he's promoting because they're all good things like getting sunlight spending time with loved ones like eating liver eating like a really healthy diet like that his uh, protein shake actually sounds really awesome. But when you're lying to people for so long, it's a huge turnoff and they're going to see that stuff now and be like, okay, like eating liver is a scam. Your supplements are a scam. Mm -hmm. Like nose tails a scam. Like going outside is a scam. They're going to assume that everything's a scam and just kind of default back to 
like uh, the USDA or the FDA guidelines and stuff, which are just total BS. And so now people, they default to that for whatever reason. But then like, there's so many, like you were saying, like positive things about what he was doing that like, if people just live those, like not his, was it nine ancestral tenants? Is that what it is? Yep. Yeah. If yeah. they just live those and like <laughs> ate like a proper diet, they'd actually be really freaking healthy, but instead they're going to be pushed away from that now. And even if it's like temporarily, that's still like a negative in their life and it it sucks. Right. And what really sucks is like you and I both know that no matter how many steroids he's taken, he's not going to look like that if he's not putting in the work, if he's not eating clean. So obviously it's not just the steroids, but unfortunately there's going to be a lot of people that look at it that way. And that's what the problem is for sure. Yeah, they definitely conflate the two. And it's it's frustrating because then like people like, um, like we always talk a lot about like Paul Saladino, he's carnivore MD 2.0 or whatever his um, social media accounts are now. And like, they, I guess they were like business partners in a sense or something. They live pretty similar lifestyles, but you can see Paul's like, he's a lot thinner. He's just not, he's like, he's built properly, but he's not jacked. Like he's not superhuman by any means. Cause, and I'd assume he's not taking any sort of like steroids or whatever, but like it, it sucks because people then are turned away from that. I was watching one of his videos this morning and all these comments were just like, Oh, like, how do you even call yourself a doctor? You're not a doctor and you're, you're a business associate with the liver King. So like, I'm not gonna listen to anything you say. And like, it puts a bad stain on just eating a proper diet. And it's, it's so frustrating because yeah. like, it just, it ruins the whole movement. It's like, I don't know. And that's what really kills me about it. Like, I don't know. I'm not really yeah. making sense, but just, it's frustrating to me because now people are gonna be like, oh, well you eat liver, like the liver King. So like, you must be a fraud too. And it's like, oh no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And people might, people who are on, like, who are listening to this, who like, adore the liver king they might think that we're over exaggerating things right now that um it's not creating these issues but like you're 100 percent right like for example in my personal like the a personal issue that it's created for me is i'm not sure who to trust anymore like i knew the liver king was lying like i i had no doubt that he was taking steroids yeah. but like paul pa- paul saladino like I look up to this guy, like I basically eat exactly how he eats and how he promotes. And I wouldn't be eating this way if I didn't discover him and start researching him and like become a fan of him. And when the liver King came out or sorry, when more plates and more dates came out and shared that the liver King has been lying to us, like Paul Saladino made an apology video to everybody saying, Hey, like we're business associates. I had my hunches about um, Brian, that, that's the liver King's name, Brian. He says, I had my hunches about Brian taking steroids, but he told me again and again to my face that he wasn't. So I believed him and people were giving Paul crap for that saying like, how could you believe him? It's like, so apparent he's on steroids and like trying to put myself in Paul's shoes. It's like, you know, if I had a, I don't know how close they are, but like, if I had a friend or a business partner, like I would make it a point to believe them. Like I, I would trust that they were trying to be honest with me as their partner. And so I'm trying to put myself in his shoes and see like, I mean, see how he didn't, I'm just basically trying to understand how Paul didn't see through the bull crap. And with that apology video that Paul made, where he said that he had no idea, I would like to believe him, but I can't help but wonder, am I idolizing Paul as much as the liver Kings fan was idolizing the liver King. And am I just not seeing through his BS? Like, is he lying to my face? So like it's created some trust issues with me. So like, it's a very real issue that this has created. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And like, 
now when I see his stuff, I'm just like, oh, geez, like, is this actually true? And it, I do have that trust issue as well. And like, definitely w- with Paul, but then way more, just like other random influencers that are just constantly like hawking products at me. And like, I think yeah. <laughs> what like makes me trust Paul more though, is that he'll go through and do these like long, like hour, two hour long things with science. Like he actually pulls up studies and we'll talk about him. And he's also willing to change because he used to be like, I think raw vegan or vegan or something that he started changing like his diet and whatever. And so he's, he's evolved over time. And so I feel like mm-hmm. with him, like the reason why I trust him more than some other people that are just very like, like I'm a, whatever, like a militant vegan or whatever. It's like, he's like, yeah, this, I tried this and it didn't work. And so now I'm trying different things. And I guess my video feed just cut out, but um, yep. <laughs> he's trying all these different things and he's willing to change his opinion. And I think that's super important. So like when there's things that are science backed with like actual data, like I trust that a lot more than just, Hey, like I'm selling all this crap, like buy my, buy my products or whatever. Right. Yeah, you're probably right. I guess I think I'm just like having trust issues with is if Paul knew that the liver king was taking steroids or not. And if he knew that as they went in together as business partners, um, because Paul has supplements that he sells as well. And I'm inclined to not purchase supplements from people that are liars. And so like, I fully believe that Paul Saladino like practices what he preaches, that he eats the way that he preaches, that I, I don't think he's on steroids. And if he was, I don't even know if I would care. But like, I'm just, I can't help but wonder if he, if he um built his company off of the Liver King's lies. I don't know if that makes sense or not. Yeah, it definitely does. Because maybe they piggybacked or something. And like, I think that happens yeah. all the time. And, but I think like the difference though, is like, we've seen the benefits. Like I personally have seen the benefits in my life of eating properly, or like what I think is the proper way of eating. And so at this point, like I have no reason to change. And then like, if new, like we talked about earlier when we started, like new data do come out and show that like, Hey, this is terrible for you. Okay. Like I'm, I'm going to change. But at this right. point I'm like, well, I feel great. And like, I've honestly, I've never felt like this healthy. I go out and runs. I just feel good. Like things don't hurt. I rarely get injured from like overuse injuries and stuff. So like, I think the proof is in the pudding, like in that instance. And like, (laughs) I don't know. And like, maybe like in 10 years, like my body will fall apart, but I guess that happens with vegans and vegetarians as well. And we just kind of, you learn and you grow from it. And all of life is just like learning and evolving, but I understand your issue. Yeah, for sure. Having trust issues and like people that are just selling supplements. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like you're just a salesman (laughs) and like, you're not really actually living what you're doing. And for example, it's really frustrating. Yeah. I mean, that would be like, cause like I'm the low carb runner on Instagram and like I coach people, like my profession is I, I run and I coach and there's lots of people that I've coached through how to adapt to a low carb um, lifestyle. And so like, you know, that was, this, this scenario is essentially like me being the low carb runner, making a living off of coaching people on how to be low carb. But in fact, in my day-to-day diet, I'm just eating junk every single day. I'm eating pizza, I'm eating chips, I'm drinking beer, I'm eating pot, like, that's what the issue is here. The liver king made a living off of people believing his lies. It'd be the same as me making a living off of people believing that I'm low carb, when in fact, I'm I'm not in in this like fake scenario. Yeah, I am low carb, I promise. (laughs) I trust you. Um, That's the same thing too. Like if you have like a, a running coach, he's like, oh, I'm an expert in running. But I've say like I'm a marathon coach, but I've never run a marathon before. It's like, well, how do you even know what that's like? Right. Like, you may know all like all these data from studies and things, but like that's not the same as having that personal experience there. And like you're gonna be a way better coach and less of a fraud if you actually live that way. Or 
whatever. But on the other hand, too, it's interesting, though, like I've seen a lot like in the vegan movement, or at least maybe it's been publicized more in like my community of people I follow. But like these people that have been vegan, like they're in whatever for five, 10 years and they start getting sick and they build this whole like whole social media following off of being vegan. And suddenly it's like, oh, crap, my health is declining. So then they stop and then all their followers just like go crazy on them. And it's like, this is insane. Like you care more about them sticking to whatever like so-called diet than you do about them actually being smart and healthy. And like, that's so sad. Cause like, like you say, Paul Saldino all of a sudden went vegan one day. I'm like, well, like if it's better for your health, like good for you. Like I'm glad. Or if you, for example, were like, well, I feel better eating McDonald's and Burger King every day. Not that you would, <laughs> but like I, I would respect that because it's, it's you living like what you think is the best and trying to optimize your health and you're not living a lie at that point like i respect even though i think it's disgusting the yeah. mcdonald's every day like living like a truth is way more valuable and i don't know like it's just it's way better than just living a lie is all i'm saying and yeah 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 i yeah. agree but but um so i think we need to start wrapping up soon but i do yeah. think that it'd be qu- important to quickly quickly touch on the negatives of eating too much liver. Um, earlier we talked about having too much iron, having too much vitamin A. Um, statistically, Derek, do you have some, some thoughts about why you wouldn't want to eat too much liver in a day and like what you feel is too much liver in a day? Yeah, well, I guess it just comes back down to like the vitamin A toxicity. Cause we talked about how vitamin A is a, a fat soluble vitamin. And so that's being stored yep. in your body and you don't excrete vitamin a like you would like a b vitamin which are water soluble and so with all the the vitamin a which we talked about like what was it like five thousand micrograms or something um yeah in a, in a piece of liver it's like it's quite a bit so like you just want to be cognizant i guess of how much you're eating um of that and then you also can like have too much iron as well which is less of an issue for people because um like with women specifically like when it's that time of the month like you lose a lot of blood and so you're also expelling iron at that point, or if you're donating blood, you're losing iron. And if you're just very active, like say you're running 120 mile weeks or cycling, I guess the equivalent is like 300 mile weeks or something like your body's using that. So like, you're not as at high of a risk um, for like an iron overdose. So I think the main thing is just the vitamin A thing, but I, I feel like a few ounces a day is totally appropriate. Um, but I think in the end, it's more of listening to your body. Like everyone's at a different point in their lives as far as health. And if you're eating liver every day, like it's, I don't think most people are gonna have an issue with it, but definitely like, I don't know, I wouldn't worry about it, but I'd just be aware of like how much you're eating, um, every day. Yeah. And if you start getting issues, like that's a good sign that there's something wrong with your diet. If you start having fatigue, if you start having some like bowel issues or stomach issues, um, I think I saw that having too much vitamin A could like make you have pale skin. Oh, really? um, so there's definitely, it was either too much vitamin A or too much iron. Um, oh, I, I trust oh no, sorry. That. That's a, that's oh. <laughs> no, I, I got it wrong. That's signs of iron deficiency. You can have oh, okay. pale skin if you don't have enough iron. Sorry. But there, there are definitely, um, there are definitely signs to look for if you're having too much vitamin A and too much iron. Um, but I mean, I think the the simple way to put it is just like what you said. If your body's responding well, then like your body's not going to respond well if you're not eating correctly. Like your body yeah. will let you know. <laughs> What's interesting too about yeah, iron I, I, is just real quick is like iron deficiency can make you super fatigued, but also like too much iron can make you fatigued as well. 
until you expel it. Yeah. So like some people are taking like iron supplements and eating steak and then eating liver. It's like you're introducing so much iron into your body. That I guess it's because your body has to like excrete it somehow that it just makes you really fatigued. So you kind of have to just find that balance. But it's with everything you eat, you have to find a balance with it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think it would be good for us to share um, like a, uh, there's a study I have up right now that talks about the uh, the issues with having too much vitamin A. So we'll be sure to include okay. some some resources for, for people in the show notes. Yeah, but I think it's, um, I don't think most people are going to have an issue with a vitamin A overdose unless you're eating like massive amounts of it every day. Um, just because the body is just so responsive to everything. Um, like that said, though, like we mentioned, like um, Inuit people earlier, they don't eat polar bear liver or seal liver because they're just extremely high in vitamin A. Um, so yeah. they'll kill you essentially. And so like if you're eating like a chicken liver or like a beef liver or whatever, like, it's fine. But if you went and ate like five pounds of liver, like it's obviously very excessive and you would have major issues from that. Right. But you shouldn't be eating chicken liver because according to the liver king, you want to eat the liver of animals that you want to best represent. And who wants to be a chicken? Dude, Dude come on, Derek. <laughs> you ever been chased down by a rooster before? Those things are, are mean. They're terrifying. They are. <laughs> They're like little dinosaurs, dude. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> no. No, I've had chicken liver before. I went to um, a steakhouse with a buddy one time. We were just in Vegas as a kid I grew up with. And we went out and um, we were just chatting. And they had um, chicken livers as an appetizer. And I got them. They were super mm-hmm. good. Then I ate a steak right after. And I thought it was good. But teach them. <laughs> I'll be a, a chicken yeah. cow chicken or something. I don't know. There's a Brazilian steakhouse here um, in Utah called Tucanos. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those ones where they bring back de- like around 20 different meats that they cut off and put on your plate. But one of the the items on the rotation is chicken heart. And so that, that's actually one of my favorite things there is the chicken heart. Really? How um, do they the texture is kind of weird, but the taste is, I don't know. <laughs> hmm. I, I don't ask them that, but it's just like one of those Brazilian steakhouses that has like a big like oven type thing with some fire and they just like have all the meats like um kind of like kebab style on sticks and just kind of rotating through there so whatever that style of cooking is called that's how they do it interesting maybe we should um do an episode where we just cook a bunch of stuff like that we'll try to like imitate tucanas we'll cook some chicken livers over a fire (laughs) have some steaks have some i don't know some tongue i'll cook you up some tongue it's pretty good I'm telling you, we got to be close to each other. So uh, geography wise, so that we can cook and eat meat on these podcasts. <laughs> Maybe we can meet in the middle. We can do a couple training weeks down in St. George or something and just cook a bunch of cool stuff at Airbnb. Yeah. That'd be fun. Got it. Yeah. We'll do that once every quarter, maybe. Once every quarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool, man. Maybe cool. I'd... Yeah. So I think maybe next episode we are. Uh... We uh have some liver shots, some raw liver shots together. Start it off. Oh gosh, <laughs> no! Give me a few months before we do that. <laughs> or we could do raw testicle. If you prefer that? Like whatever you're feeling. Oh my gosh, no, <laughs> no, but no, yeah. So if you haven't had a chance to try liver, highly recommend it. A lot of Agreed. benefits. It's and it actually tastes quite well. Um. Animal-based diets, If I assume the people that are listening to this are going to be following an animal-based diet or at least close to an animal-based diet. Um, you know, Make sure that you're being smart when you do that. Make sure that you're getting all the vitamins and nutrients that you need that might not necessarily be found in a ribeye. 
Um, because I, this kind of goes into like what we were just saying about the liver kink, like with him lying, it paints a bad picture to some for an animal based diet. Um, there's so much like negativity out there around animal based diets that we got to do everything we can to make sure that, um, it's going to be seen positively. And so like, you know, like that includes eliminating misconceptions that people have about animal-based diets. And I think one of the misconceptions out there is that you're only eating a bunch of like fatty, high cuts of meat, steaks, like roast beef, like roasts in a crock pot or whatever, and that you're not getting enough like real vitamins and nutrients that you would get through vegetables and, and another food that some people might not get on an animal-based diet. So if that means introducing organ meat into the diet, I think that's a step that you should take because um, we we want people to not look at this in a negative light. We want people to think that it's actually healthy and beneficial for people. Yeah. And I guess we didn't really mention it too much, but in general, like animal products are more bioavailable as in your body absorbs the nutrients inside them more than with like, say, kale or some other um, like plant-based item or just plant item, I should mm-hmm. say. So like, even though there is iron in spinach, like it's, it's not, it's called um, non-heme iron, which your body can only absorb like a small percentage of, I think it's like five to 10% at most. Whereas like in animal products, you have a combination of heme and non-heme iron and your body can absorb the heme iron a lot better. And so you're just able to like, you get more bang for your buck essentially. And yeah, I think also kind of we talked about um, when we started is like, don't let um, like perfection become the enemy of just doing good or good so like even if you don't want to eat like animal based every day it's like cool we'll just start your day with a walk and eat bacon and eggs with some liver for breakfast or eggs and liver for breakfast or something like at least have like some sort of animal products in your life and then once you start seeing those changes and how good you feel start experimenting and maybe at that point you're like i want to go deeper into this now i'll do raw milk and now i'll do raw honey and you can start making changes and see how you feel based off of that yeah yeah, and I think it's actually the liver king that, that says what you just said. I, I've heard him say that multiple times. Don't let perfect get in the way of good, which okay. is another good um, good uh, push of the liver king. I, 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 uh, a positive on his side um, is that he does push people to do good things and to not let perfection stop, perfection stop them from doing good things. So, so, yeah, I don't think I need to say any more about that, but I think that is a good... Um, uh, subject for people to think about and to 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 address <laughs> yeah and maybe next time too we can just talk about like because like something i get a lot of pushback on is like well how do you eat so much meat it's so expensive and maybe next mm-hmm. time we can just chat about and kind of maybe do a breakdown of what we eat in every day or what we eat in a week or a day or something because really it's not that expensive and like this is coming from a, a single guy who like whatever my budget is different than someone with a family for example but you can do it pretty cost effective or you can just go crazy. And the same thing with like a like a vegan diet. You can do it cost effectively or you can go crazy at Whole Foods and be spending a thousand dollars a week. And uh, <laughs> but I think like you can do that uh, with any diet. <laughs> exactly. It's super easy. Like with paleo it would be really easy to do that. Um but yeah. yeah, I think maybe we should talk about that more because I try to live like pretty simply. Like I well, I don't like cooking number one, so I try to just make simple things and Usually they're not that expensive and all things are easy to find in almost any grocery store in the country, even a lot of gas stations, honestly. Right. So Yeah. Well, let's make it official then. Episode two is going to be how to eat an animal-based diet on little budget. 
Um, and we will share some tips on how we've done that, just like Derek said. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think it's important to address too that like, you know, this is episode one of this podcast. This is the first time Derek and I have co-hosted together. So we might have a few things to work through for these first few episodes, but we're going to find our groove and we're going to make sure that this is something valuable and worth everybody's time. And hopefully it's okay that I said that on a podcast. I don't know if that's kosher or not. <laughs> oh, it's totally kosher because we definitely like are learning too. And um, I think that's the fun part about doing a podcast is you you get to learn more and kind of challenge your own beliefs. Because like when I was doing research about this, I'm like, oh, like, I learned things I didn't know before. And I think that's just what we should be doing in life is learning all the time. And it's like kind of learn openly and not try to hide things because neither of us are perfect by any means, even with our diet. Like I still eat crap sometimes. And then I'm always like, oh yeah, that's why I don't eat that way because I feel terrible. Because you live and learn and like neither of us are perfect. And I'm not going to say I'm, I'm always doing all these things every day that we're talking about, but I consistently strive to and just improve and, and get better at it. That's all we can do. Exactly. So should we sign off for now, Mike? Well, and, uh... yeah, let's sign off for now. Um, I think maybe we should like find some kind of like monkey or gorilla beat in their chest, making some monkey noises in the background to like end these episodes. <laughs> Something really primal and cool. <laughs> we can just send knife. Actually, maybe we'll turn it to. <laughs> or maybe we can uh, put this up to the listeners. Um, you know, maybe we could like invite people to give us some tips on how to create a good intro and how to create a good outro outro for, for a podcast of this um or a podcast about eating meat. <laughs> yeah, let us know because we're open to ideas, that's for sure. We just like talking about this stuff. Yeah. We're not um we're not podcast experts by any means. Not by any means. But yeah, we'll leave it to you guys. We'll put up a survey and let you help us pick what the intro and what the outro is. <laughs> it's better but until be then vegan. let's sign off. Let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. It was good talking to you. Well, we'll talk next thanks week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Talk next week. All right. Later.